a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's really profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, Heather Thomas. She is one of our good friends, a member of Soul Space. She's a light worker, starseed. She has some incredible abilities that she's just recently uh, started utilizing, which is fantastic. She's had some incredible experience. We get into her uh, alien experience, which is really, really cool, and through a lucid dream. Uh, some messages that she was given, uh, the state of teens, uh, because she has... Uh, Daughters uh, fall into that category and are going through some stuff, so it's some great information for the parents out there of teens going through this entire awakening process with us as well. Uh, so let, let's get right to it, guys. Now, for more on this show in particular, you can check the show notes down below uh, for expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to everything will be. The YouTube video of this interview and all of the other ones will be up on YouTube as well, and you can click to that directly from the website. So... Uh, without any further ado, guys, let's get to this amazing conversation with Heather Thomas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the show, very special episode, we have Heather Thomas. Heather, how are you today? I'm doing fabulous, Brandon. How are you? Or should I say Mr. Anderson? Ah, kind of how the, I always think of you. And I, I want to get into that because you texted me that the other night and I was like, I yeah. like this moniker. I want to go further with mm-hmm. it. So we will talk about that. Uh, and we should just yeah. tell the audience, Heather, uh, Thomas, no relation, right? Uh, soul tribe relation. <laughs> but as far as uh, blood family, right? It's I, a really easy last name to remember for you. It's you great. Know? So yeah. It is it's great. A, it's yeah. a no brainer. I just wrote Heather. Well, yeah, Thomas is such a rare, unique name. You know, yeah. it's up there with Smith and Williams. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Matrix again, right? Smith. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> tying it together. And this is infiltrating. <laughs> yes. This is fantastic. So we actually met on Soul Space, which is that Facebook group that I just keep touting. In fact, I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I'll go ahead and link to that in the bottom of the show notes as well as how folks can find you. So uh, if you don't mind, just for the audience that's not on Soul Space that doesn't know you very well just yet, uh, just tell us a little bit about you. So I really, I think... (laughs) Who knows when this journey actually started? Because I think the awakening journey is a journey that builds upon each awakening. And I think within the last three, four years, those that have been on this journey for a lot longer have definitely seen the uh, rapid increase in the awakening. But I think those of us who maybe were sort of in and out of this fear, have also seen each awakening building upon the next and the next and the next very fast. So, you know, I I would say my journey started, I mean, probably before I could even remember as a child feeling other, feeling um, 
you know, separate and not really understanding it, but sort of being okay with it too. And, and really finding that middle road between feeling other and different, but also sort of gelling and jiving with, with, you know, the muggles and, you know, <laughs> cause we've all been muggles <laughs> at one stage or another. Right. I love that term. And it's so yeah. funny because Christopher, the astro medium uses it, which I know, you know, as well. And whatever yes. he says, he's a big part of my story too. So we can't forget to talk about him. Yeah. No, we will definitely talk about him. How can oh, we yeah. not talk about Christopher? Oh, of course, yeah. of course. I'm a total fangirl. So I'm sure he's listening to this episode. So. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He listens to a lot of them. So, and he is wonderful. We talked on the phone the other night, kind of after all this, uh, Lionsgate shit, uh, for lack of a better term. And it's that was an intense, intense, super intense, crazy. And that's why I was sending messages to everybody. I was like, dude, just hang in there, you know. And so we talked the other night for quite a bit, and um, it was one of those things. I think we're finally on the other side of it. I think it was uh, just this last Friday going into Saturday that I finally felt a shift. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we think of portals, we think of like doorways and stepping through them because we kept hearing Lionsgate portal, Lionsgate portal. But, you know, in, in, in my, in my energetic field, I saw more of like this vortex, like sucking, (laughs) sucking everything towards it. It's an interesting way to put it because portals, yeah, we do think it's voluntarily stepping through them, but what if a portal Mm. opens up that sucks in a certain type of energy? That's (laughs) really interesting. Whether you like it or not, it's going to come out. And so a lot of triggers, you know, I've always said triggers become our treasures. I know they don't feel that way in the beginning, but they definitely are part of the exploration of our deeper selves. You know, if we get to that state of the watcher, which um, Eckhart Tolle and all the greats who have written about this and spoken about this, um, you know, if you can become the watcher, that's your higher self, really observing why you're being triggered and what is the lesson to be learned, because that's connected to karma, it's connected to the stories that we've come here to resolve we've we've come to resolve so many stories so many stories like this this is the lifetime and this is a download i received recently this is the lifetime that we have come to incarnate in many times many times because we love this incarnation this is the incarnation where all the good stuff happens right (laughs) doesn't feel good from our 3d sense but it's it's like our favorite netflix show. You know, we just keep dialing into it. And I, I I also think we awaken in different ways in this particular incarnation, because we want to try it out differently. You want to try out, let's try out a global pandemic. Let's see what that feels like. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe last time it was a zombie apocalypse. I don't know. Um, But I think it is getting out of the survival mentality, you know, where we've been in the survival mode for so long and really, going within for all of our answers and remembering is such a such a wondrous awe-inspiring up-leveling experience i I just think our souls love it we we love coming into this lifetime I, i just keep getting a lot of confirmations for that um i don't think it's because we 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 get it wrong and then we got to do it all over again and there is no wrong we've already won you know we just we, I keep repeating it. We just love it. 
You know, you were the one that, that brought this up, and I was on a Todd show uh, the other night, uh, Godcast with Todd Armstrong. Yes. And it Shout was out wonderful. to Todd. Shout out to Todd. Another soul spacer, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. So Lincoln soul space in the bottom. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and it was, it was you. I couldn't remember who said it, and I apologize about that, but there oh, you go. No, it's confirmation. I, and this is this is a concept that, I, that we talked about on the show because of your idea, and it was one that whenever you said it, I showed it to my wife because you texted this to me. And I showed it to my wife and I was just elated. Like it, it changed the game for me. A lot of us uh, that grow into the awareness that we are kind of experiencing this subjectively and that um, we're all one and that this is just a experience-based reality. I think you go through different levels with this. You find mirroring type of ideological stair steps in all other things as well. So like the UFO community, for instance, we all start where, okay, they're little green men coming from other planets in ships, right? And then it evolves uh, to these other ideas of future humans, interdimensional. So there, there's a step process in that. You get to one understanding, but it only opens the door to many, many, many more. And this is one of the things I'm figuring out in this experience just recently, actually, uh, is that whenever you add all this accumulative knowledge, understanding, ideas, ideas, uh, the things that resonate with you, and you kind of just pack them all together and look at them. This is what it feels like. The more you get, the closer you feel that you get to some sort of answer or to some sort of great realization, you do get those realizations, but they lead you to a million more mysteries and a million more questions. And then that million more leads you to two million more. So it's never ending in the way that you can't figure this out. From my perspective so far, uh, you just kind of keep experiencing things in new ways. To your point about what you said about cycles, because I definitely want to talk about that. I've, I've had recently some, you know, epiphanistic understandings about good, bad Wait, cycles. What, what was that? That was a good word. Oh, thank you. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Everyone write that one down. Epiphany, one. Epiphanistic, I think, is the past <laughs> tense version of that, right? So Instead I love words. I love words. Uh, I'm a former English teacher, you know, English ed major by, by trade, and words are such psyops english language but at the same time they they are so encoded especially right now we have to be so mindful of that spelling right of words because they are just incredibly powerful in what they are manifesting what we're speaking and what what we're writing but um i i, I am a, a word con connoisseur <laughs> so that was a good one sorry did i get you off track no, 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 not at all. And connoisseur, <laughs> great word. And I'm right there with you because words are spelling, you know, and there's very literal things that like you're creating magic at that point. You are. Uh, with totally, a K or, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, the, the thing about it was is whenever you said that it's our favorite lifetime, this is what um, – set it off for me because yes if we if you follow then now down that narrative that we are eternal beings experiencing all of this we're the only thing here so i'm you you're me all of these great things uh then if that's the case then each individualistic expression that we are all experiencing right now you've done an infinite number of times and so now you've got the option of preference right so you as yeah. a spiritual being now have found a lifetime and this is it that you prefer this is, this is your favorite one this is and our favorite one <laughs> god that resonated so hard with me i thought that was me wonderful. me too i get chills and that's again our um telepathic communication that you and i are are having and the physical confirmation i've learned to trust that as well um, i think our telepathic centers are really opening up and that is also why i think that portal was so hard because we are expanding into that oneness conscious consciousness 
And it's so we're getting a deluge, if you will, of that fear of, you know, the collective pain, um, the collective, oh, my God, something's coming and I want to know what it is. Someone please tell me because everyone's starting to sort of wake up in their own way. And so we're 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 all sort of communicating now and <laughs> taking it in. Um, because these telepathic centers are really coming online. I think that portal really showed us that, uh, you know. Yeah. I agree. And uh, it seems like now more than ever, things are really ramping up, especially for folks like us uh, that have been experiencing things similar to this or been on a, same, a similar vein as far as just what we're being told is not necessarily the truth. But what we're being told is part of the truth because you need this adverse these adverse ideas to be able to know what you are. You have to know what you're not at the extremes to know what you are, right? And uh, these are basically just like teams that you join up with or identities that you resonate with. And that's what it's all about. But certain people have to resonate with the shitty parts of this reality for the reality to exist. The same thing follows. Everybody, if they're not NPCs or non-playing characters just out here running around being a part of that system, the matrix, the adverse, whatever, uh, the opposition, then those people, if they are inhabited by spirits, that's also their favorite lifetime too. You know, um, these people who are shitty lizard people running around screwing up the world or <laughs> adding a lot of, from a lot of people's perspective, adverse um, reactions to peace and love and harmony and progressing forward into this great you have utopian to have the contrast. society. You got yeah, it's the, the hero's journey, the awakening journey for me, again, going back to my English lit, the awakening journey closely mirrors the hero's journey. It's almost like a parallel thing. And so you have to have these contrasts. You have to have the dark nights of, of the soul. You know, it's, yeah, we, we have to have it. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, so our ability to hold light is, um, it's like directly proportional, directly proportional to our ability to see and experience darkness. It's, it's directly proportional. Uh, so you can't have one without the other. And it doesn't feel good. I, you know, I'm not downplaying anyone's hard, tragic times. And we're certainly going through them at an escalated level right now. But um, it, it, it also means you're able to take in more light and have new awareness and new understanding and have those new waves of awakening come upon you it's like it's like a, a shell i love how nature is so coded <laughs> nature is so coded to tell us everything we need to know about everything but i love the shell the infinity aspect you know it's just paralleling our own path towards eternity you know like like you were saying earlier it's just it's these waves of infinity and we just get to kind of live in the echoes of those waves and the breakdown on those are even cyclical so you do mm -hmm. have these waves which are wonderful and i wanted to talk to you about this anyway um so cyclically there's there's massive cycles on this planet this realm whatever the hell you want to call it that people can observe astronomically this is where we get you know astrology of course it's very important to a lot of people um getting more into it because now i'm seeing some very interesting things, you know, and I've, I've always been open-minded, but now I'm just like, hang on, there's something to this, especially with folks like you and with Christopher. Um, and of course, Amy. Um, so what's interesting about these cycles, though, is that on a long scale, one could picture that if we do this quite a bit, and if history is anything that they're telling us that it is, then maybe the shift of 
vibration on this planet goes through cycles as well, as far as good, bad. Uh, let's just use good as bad, good and bad, dark light, whatever, as reference points. Yes, yes. So our awakening is also directly proportional to the awakening of the world around us. Yes. In my reality, I'm, I'm actually able to see energy moving around everything. <laughs> I've been able to see it for a long time but I wasn't really willing or ready to accept that that's what it is. But, but being able to see energy around everything, particularly around living things. And my awareness of that is in direct proportion to my awakening to it. It's, it's inner, it's inner interwoven. So, you know, you have these earthquakes, you have the fires, you have, here I am in Florida, we have our hurricanes, and it's in direct proportional to the individual's awakening, but also the collective awakening. So it, it, it's all in, in in tangent. I think that's what you're talking about. Absolutely, it was. No, you <laughs> nailed sort of, it. Yeah, I sort of gone on a tangent there. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I can even go back to some of my history with some of the things that I'm able to see, I know people might find that interesting, but also reassuring because I think there's definitely more of us out there that are still expanding their awareness of being able to see orbs or sparkles and other movements of energy. And, and what I like to sh sort of call this is my fuck it threshold. Yeah. I love that you call it that. <laughs> so the more you're able to just say, fuck it, I'm going to believe that I can see energy around living things. Then the more that ability, if you will, that, that magic, that power it expands. And so it is, it's in direct proportion to your bucket threshold. It's that suspension of disbelief. And we're able to do that suspension of disbelief so well when we're watching, um, for me, it's sci-fi movies or fantasy movies. And like, I can totally believe, like I would watch Star Trek, you know, and you just totally believe that these people are like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> You know, but to this pressing point, a button and engaging and going, I mean, like, I could totally believe that. So why wouldn't we believe? And I get it. It's hard. It's hard because we have to be deprogrammed. De Our programming makes us scared of these things and we don't want to be different. We don't want to be weird. We don't want to be considered crazy. And we don't want to think that we're going crazy. Um, so it is a, a, a slow unveiling of this, you know, I call it the fuck it threshold. Um, and that's really how I was able to access the Akashic records is, <clears throat> you know, I had this doubt, well, what if it's just my imagination? And actually I love, um, you got me on to um, Neil Donald Walsh, the um, conversations with God. And that's one of the first thing he asked God was, well, what if it's just my imagination? And God said, well, why wouldn't I use your, your imagination to communicate with you? And so it really is, it's part my imagination and part co-creating with the other person. So I need my imagination in order to see, if you will, and interpret the images, the vignettes that I'm getting from that person's higher self, spirit guides, or whatever. Imagination is the key to everything. That's a huge download I got early on. Imagination is the key. It's the key. Um, we sort of lose it in childhood or after childhood. And um, it's embracing that inner child, which means we also embrace the imaginative creator part of ourselves. With It has unlimited potential. So, you know, 
imagination is what I use to access the records and to actually believe that what I have coming through to me is true. You know, and back to something you said about the sci-fi movies and stuff like this. This is a funny correlation <laughs> yeah. that I've that I've had as well. Uh, so the wife and I will be watching a movie, and this is just a random example. This isn't uh, verbatim, but let's say that we're watching like the Avengers or something like that, and we go damn near the whole movie, and everything's cool, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden Captain America throws his shield a weird way, it bounces a bunch of times, and takes out a random thing or pushes a button, and the wife will just go nah, and I'm like, that's where they lost you, you know? Don't worry about a guy turning into a giant green guy. Don't worry about all this technology. It's that <laughs> bit of physics that could be probably the most logical. You know, you could work that out at some degree, but it's funny the thresholds <laughs> that we do have, and this though. Yeah relates into real life as well. It it is something that the the beyond our senses that we were given that you are domesticated into using in this way because that's a very important part of this. Kids can see stuff, you know, it's it's kind of creepy to us adults, you know, but kids see shit. Uh, and they can experience things. They know things. Uh, they know past lives. They there's been We need countless. to talk about that too at some point. Absolutely. Our, our youth and our teens and all of this and how it's affecting them. No, for sure. And mm -hmm. so then you get domesticated, as Don Miguel Ruiz says. And so you go through this domestication process, which is just a part of this matrix. It's part of this experience. And I am not convinced that this is just the way things have ended up. I think that this is just the way things are and that your experience and this existence and everything around you starts exactly when you become conscious in this life. Now, back to the cycle thing real quick. And it seems like to what you said, um, again, something in our Todd and I were talking about, he said something that just ignited this idea about what if at the end of your life is just the instant birth of the same exact life again. So instead of going through a tunnel, you're going through like a vagina, right? And you're coming back out <laughs> and you're greeting the world. Maybe that's what that tunnel is. And the light at the end of the tunnel is, you know, uh, the hospital, right? The doctor uh, giving birth to you in this life again, but you're given all the same setup at the very beginning. They basically just go, all right, cut everybody back to position one. Everybody <laughs> goes back to position one and then they say action. And then you get to do this again, but you do get to make new choices along the way and everything changes. That's why the world is set up in the way that it is. There's a China out there so that if you want to go travel to China, you can do that. Go for it. Have some experiences. There are things called cars. If you want to get somewhere faster than walking do that. But if you want to kind of go on a stroll and a journey, there's the option to do that as well. There's left and right turns. There's this dichotomy. It's all presented in a way to some people like good, bad, whatever. But really, it's just alternate choices that you're able to experience because you do this constantly. And, and to your point as well, what you said earlier about it being not necessarily karma or not necessarily a training ground or whatever, you're just here to experience it. Basically, you get to the end, you die, the idea goes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, damn, man, that was great. Okay, <laughs> I want to do awesome. it again, back to <laughs> one. But when I'm 14, back there, whenever my bike and I took that left path in the woods, I want to take the I'm right one. Right. I want to, yes. yes, so make yes, all the choices yes, up to yes, there. Yes, yes, And it's just a constant thing. Yes, just like I think we have different entry points and exit exit points as far as choices i think we have different awakening points as as choices yeah. um i think i had a choice in college well, i know i did i was connected with what we would call a very powerful psychic um she could see auras to the extent that sometimes at night when she was driving she had to wear sunglasses and i immediately hear that 80s song don't you uh, and yeah. um <laughs> 
<laughs> and so uh, she would talk to me about fairies and dragons and all of these things. And she would tell me things about my future that definitely now have come to pass. And it, it, it definitely was the first bloom of my awakening. She took me into a crystal shop and I was so open to it all that I think I almost fainted in the crystal shop because I was just vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, let me take you out of here. You're taking in too much. And it really connected and resonated with me. But I think I was 20, 21. I can't remember. And, you know, it was probably at that point kind of too much too soon and I didn't have a lot of defense I didn't have a lot of legs to stand on I just had a lot of pressures that everyone does you know college and job and then you get married and then you have kids and all of these things and I sort of put it by the wayside but she did awaken within me that uh, ability to see auras and the ability to see energy moving around me. So that has always been there, but it definitely, it's like the chicken or the egg, who knows why or how it decided to amplify within the last couple of years, but it definitely has. And um, it actually all started it all started with podcasts, of course. I think those are the awakening tools of our time. I really do. Definitely books, of course. But I think going back to the imagination aspect, I listen to a lot of podcasts through um, my earbuds and not necessarily on YouTube. And it and it requires the 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 imagination. Um, I love radio for that too. It it just it turns on so many circuits within us, awakening circuits that you know forces us to use our imagination. Books as well, but there's something about again our throat chakras coming online, our telepathic centers really activating by the power of the voice and the words that are being spoken. Um, you know, it's definitely Again, I think one of the catalysts for a lot of people right now in their awakening journey. So mine actually started with uh, Oprah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who, <laughs> if she would ever get on board with all of this, I think it would be really interesting. But She's Oprah's super, Oprah's super soul. <laughs> well, her her um, super soul podcast introduced me. <clears throat> excuse me. Gosh. So this is my throat chakra. Uh, a lot yep. of times, um, especially the full moon right now, which is really impactful for me. And I think for a lot of women um, who are carrying these priestess codes, these divine uh, energy frequencies, the moon is really powerful. But she um, had all of these guests on and, um, you know, from Eckhart Tolle to Deepak to Michael um, Stringer to all of these uh people that we've all heard about right and so i started to go down this road and then i end up here <laughs> and that's because of my fuck it threshold i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna keep believing um and and again chicken or the egg i don't really know how or when it was just time it was my time to really step into my power and um 
you know, everyone's journey is, is very different, but I think it's also, it's a claiming of it. It's, it's not just believing, but it's a, it's a claiming. And I encourage everyone out there who's listening or watching, you know, to really claim it, you know, you are magical, you are powerful. Um, you are so much more than the world has been telling you. And this is what you've come to do. You've come to remember and awaken and thereby help others remember and awaken. And you can really define our soul purpose to that. Um, you know, love, of course, is wrapped up into, into all of it. Um, but that's how we love others well, is to resonate with that truth, be an echo of that truth. Um, that's really what the Akashic records are. It's like I'm bringing up this mirror within myself and facing it outward. <laughs> and I, that's really what we all are doing with these podcasts and other things. We're bringing forth these mirrors for us to be able to see each other more clearly over and over and over again. And um, yeah, I'm going off on a tangent. But. <laughs> You're doing great. And this is absolutely awesome. Uh, no, and I completely agree. So yes, of course, books, it, it just seems like podcasts and the things that have happened, technology, it, it goes hand in hand with either team. Okay. So you can uh, use this as a mechanism to wake people up. You can use this as a mechanism to um, keep, keep people in fear and doubt and all of that good stuff. And there are plenty of examples of that out there. It's just about what resonates with you. Exactly. And what I find most interesting about something like a, the concept of an Akashic field is, is there is a discernible amount of etheric truth out there in a world where we live, where you can see that your perception is your reality. There are all sorts of different ideas at complete odds with each other here, but they resonate truth in whoever believes in them or whoever it resonates with, which resonant frequencies could just be a part of this whole experience. You need people to resonate with the lizard people to where you can resonate against the lizard people. And that's part of the experience. But it what is, yeah. speaks to you in this way is interesting. And that there's a baseline, that there's something that you can dip into to say, okay, I've got these two things I'm presented with in this reality, which one is true? And then that's what resonates with you. And then you can kind of use that as a guide. And then you can be a guide for other people that don't have, that feel that they don't have the same access to it as you do. So it's very interesting to me, this whole concept and this whole damn place. Uh, so it really with, is. Yes. With the <laughs> abundance of people waking up right now, Back to the cycle thing real quick. I think that there's times in human history, however you want to look at it, if history is real, uh, that uh, good prevailed over the world and where it was abundant, where there was free energy. You you think of concepts like Tataria and, um, you know, things, uh, ancient antediluvian civilizations where there was just high technology. They could do amazing shit. Uh, you're not seeing us do that around here because it's a very fear-based cycle that we are in. Now, what's interesting is, is, chicken or egg back to what you've said uh did the abundance of evil shit that's just growing a picture like a yin yang right uh is the abundance of evil shit or dark shit or anti-light shit that we're going through right now so thick and so dense that it's caused this awakening and then the opposite could be true as well does society just get to a point where it is so abundant with light and joy and energy that it shifts a balance that there has to be now a takeover of the dark and you just kind of experience both cycles so of course we've lived all of them and it's interesting too back to what you said about this is our favorite if this is our favorite we've chosen the dark time where everybody woke up 
this window of time where there was a shift in energy here and the dark doesn't go down without a fight you know it's a dirty bitch so uh we're it, seeing it <clears throat> we are we are seeing it dude so mm -hmm. what time. do you what do you think do you think that there's anything to that to where that there's a cycle going on and that's why we woke up or do you think that everybody just naturally was waking up which caused this shift <clears throat> It's chicken That's a or hard egg. one. I know. It, it just, is. And, and then I got to throw aliens in the mix, too. Because... Oh, please throw aliens in the mix. Come on. Let's do this. Because they're actually not separate. There's nothing I think about. That's a, no, I think that's a, that's a, yeah. So I think in my reality, uh, you know, something that Christopher awakened in me, he said, he said, you know, um, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you're here to help prepare people for first contact. And I said, oh, I'm not been told that and he said yeah I, this is the first time i've ever told anybody that too <laughs> he didn't even so, tell me that it's <laughs> like and um so it doesn't really answer direct answer to your question but it but but for some reason it is tied for me very closely i do feel like i'm an alien being having a human experience and so to a lot of us that might resonate um I think we're all hybrids of these star beings. And I, I do think that comes into play with all of this. Um, it's, it's almost, I really believe that earth is, is the heart of the universe. And it's sort of the, sort of the balance, if you will. So I think a lot of star beings, I mean, definitely the ones, you know, that are, not for us as well um are all playing in this field because it's such a such a pivotal place so um i don't know sometimes i'm thinking we're like the matrix like wouldn't it be have been like a cool ending like for for neo like the very last scene of the matrix whether it's the first one or the third one which i think it jumped the shark at the third <clears throat> installation that's just my opinion fire to rate all the matrix movies but what if the the camera zoomed in on him still sleeping in that little pod yep yep that so would be I, a trippy ass ending and, and it would and be I, more accurate to what you and i think are is going yes on I, yeah. so so again that's why I've, i called what i do coming full circle coming full circle to answer your question I think it's a dream upon a dream upon a dream upon a dream that, and I, I know Amy's talked about this as well and has probably shared it much more eloquently, but it's, it's, it's the dreaming mind. It's the God dreaming mind. And, um, it's, it's, it's sort of whatever dream that you want to wake up in and live out that dream. And yet you're still, you're still dreaming no matter which dimension you're in. So um, I think I just made things more complicated for people Not at all. Not going at all. down this road. Okay. Okay. I, I, I always try to insert some matrix um, parallels, you know, in there to make it more clear. Cause I really think that was a coded movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, even he says it's a documentary. No, if you hadn't brought out aliens and matrix and simulation, I would have. So you just beat me to it. That's all you've done. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I really think we're, a lot of us are, are hybrids. And um, so we do feel a little bit alien at times. And I don't think it really matters. I, and I know a lot of people take comfort in identifying which star system they're 
you know, from Palladian or Syrian or, you know, Lyran or whatever. And I totally get it because that's that's where I was. I really wanted to know, like, where did I come from exactly? But I really think we are a mix of, of all of it, um, particularly this human incarnation. We're just coded with all of it. And, um, but I think, um, if I were to claim any resonance, I'm more like Syrian Arcturian and that's who I see. Um, I, that's who my guides are. Uh, I, I believe I'm having a parallel experience life, uh, as a Pleiadian star being, but, but my, my, my guides who I call Artemis, <laughs> just one, and really they don't even care about names either. They're just like so above names but for us humans like we want to give them a name so that's what i've named them and i really identify more with them than i do even a lot of my human relationships um i've had a this a troubled relationship with my my mom in particular and that was all for my good all for my good and um but I, I really have seen and really interacted with, I think, what I believe to be my my alien mother <laughs> in meditations and whatnot. Um, and so it just sort of opened up this other world to me, you know, as far as why am I here? What am I doing? And I, I think in a lot of ways, at least in my reality, in my dream, we're going to be interacting with alien beings on a much more personal level. And so I think some of us are here to help prepare others to integrate that experience. Um, that may not be the experience for others who have had very negative, traumatic um, relationships with alien beings. So I can only speak to my experience that um, I've, I've had one clear experience with, with um, I think more or less my alien family. <laughs> and um, I, got a very physical, con not consequence from it, but my body is still adjusting to what my higher self is really ready for. And I, I explained that dream I had with you and it was a waking lucid dream. I think it was more of an astral plane experience where I encountered one and I even touched it. I can remember what it felt like. And, and the alien being kept walking by and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait and i think i told you this i was so excited like finally i think you and i both like i'll look up at the night sky and be like all right guys i'm ready yeah and you know it, it, it just showed to me too because i had this dream in the early morning like they're not waiting for nighttime to come right, to right. <laughs> sometimes they do come at night and sometimes they come during the day but for some reason i had this locked in you know don't do that. Don't have these limiting expectations or beliefs, but, but yeah, they definitely came to me, I think to test the waters to see if my physical self was ready. But then my next scene after touching it on my left side, I was in this ship, but it was very veiled. I couldn't really see a whole lot. I could just see their um, shadows and I remember thinking, oh, I'm here. I'm finally here. I'm in the ship and feeling like I'm back. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> like I'm back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but then that that next that 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 day I had these these um auric, they're sort of like silent migraines. And for those of you that suffer those from those or 
I think um, I've sort of validated this with several others who have experienced these aura migraines. Um, some have the pain and some don't, but there are these squiggly lines and then it sort of solidifies into these shapes. And for me that morning, I had a circle shape solidify and then it kind of fades out. Um, but I, I had this, this pain on my left side. Um, it was really hard to, um, my ear and this left side of my head and my face and my crown was just on fire. So it was just confirmation to me that I did have this alien experience, but, um, and in some meditations I've had since then, I feel like as a child, I probably was, um, visiting with them more i i've definitely seen myself like on a on a table or and and, and it's very loving they're not doing anything to me that i don't i don't want and it's very loving and they're and they're they're you know they're soothing me and just making sure that i know that they mean me no harm um i was a, a sleepwalker child i would wake up sometimes um in the middle of the night in different rooms <laughs> and i don't remember you know, going from my bed to the living room couch. I did that a lot. I remember one time I, I woke up my, my parents because I, I, I was sleepwalking or, you know, wasn't fully aware of it. And I had my window open and it looked like I was either crawling back in or crawling out. And I remember they, they really woke me up and, you know, I remember, wow, what was that? And they were like, what are you doing? And I said, I just, I'm really hot, <laughs> really hot. I need some air. <laughs> but I, I think for me, that sort of all interconnects that um, I think the next phase of my awakening is to bring this online with these alien beings. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I think that'll be revealed in layers as I'm able to take it in and, and adapt to it. I think my, my body, that last encounter was, was like, whoa, even though my higher self was like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> I love you aliens, you know, so <laughs> finally, but I, I think, you know, it just has to be integrated. We, we think we can handle so much, but we really can't. That 8-8 portal has shown us that like, oh, wait a minute. It. because I think our telepathic centers, I think I've mentioned this already, are coming online. And so we're getting this deluge of information and we just, we're really working on integrating it. That's why meditation is so important. Um, I put it up there with food and water. Uh, Self-care is so important. And I know that's a old, overused word, but it, it, it really is um, nurturing the body, the mind and the soul. It's all interconnected. There's no separation, um, especially right now. It's really important. I just recently came online with this understanding of self-care that you talk about. <laughs> I, I think that the option or the idea that it is actually a bad thing or lazy or something like that is a psyop. Ooh, I think a that you're meant psyop. to oh think that gosh. so that you're depleted constantly, right? And now the more that this self-care, I think is what it's called, uh, is coming <laughs> about, uh, it's something very, very interesting to me. And it's something that I didn't participate in for the longest time. I just go, Back, go, 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 go. Constantly. Part of my self-care, um, chai, chai tea is really good for... Some of this 
chaotic energy that's sometimes hard to integrate. For, for me, I know that my body's struggling to integrate these frequencies um, because I get headaches. I get these headaches and, and um, the headaches after the portal were intense. Um, I haven't had a headaches that consistent and that intense in, in a while. Um, I really have felt energized though this week. I think this full moon, I don't know when this episode will air, but August 22nd, the full moon, I think we're getting another up leveling with this moon energy, but it's going to be a lot more gentler and it's just going to be another phase of our awakening. Uh, but it's sort of like, Hey, we threw this all at you with that portal. So here's, here's like a little gentle, <laughs> like a little gentle up leveling, but it, but it will open up um, a new, portal for some people to step into awakening for the first time, but also deepen others in their awakening process. Yeah, there's something, honestly, I think from this point on, there's going to be special things happening with each new moon and each full moon, each moon cycle. Um, again, chicken and the egg. I've always been tied to the moon cycle. So I don't know if I'm more tied to it now because my awareness is on it. And it's like, oh, this has been missing my whole life. Like no other, it's really interacted with you your whole life. But same thing with astrology, uh, like you were mentioning, like, where has that been my whole life? But, you know, is it because my awareness is on it and that's why my path is so tied to it now? You know, I don't know. But I just know that these are helpful tools for us to understand even more and to help us integrate even more and help with that bucket threshold even more um, and to do the work that we've come here to do as light workers. It's not easy, but we're given these tools. We're given these people, these other light workers, these groups. It's so important to be in community with this, um, whatever community that's resonating for you to help you unlayer and to point those mirrors and gives you the the pieces of your own puzzle and you know that's what we're doing right now yeah you know something that i find the most interesting about what you said about the um awareness um i've i've been really thinking about this a lot lately too these these concepts have just kind of popped up and and started resonating a lot different with me uh the thought that your awareness is what creates your reality perception is your reality so what you're aware of uh manifests in your reality, but also it propagates as well. So what's interesting about it is whenever you become aware of aliens or UFOs with the possibility, exactly. they're everywhere. They're whenever, everywhere. <laughs> whenever you're aware that you are a light, powerful being, it's everywhere. Whenever you think of, and even down to the blue car analogy, right? Whenever you see this right. blue Tesla, you see him everywhere. So what's to say that that's just not an artifact of the matrix or the experience or anything like this? It doesn't necessarily make it, um, air quotes for my audio only listeners, uh, air quotes real, but it also doesn't necessarily mean that it's not because it has a real impact on you. And I've been um, kind of entertaining more the, the idea of tulpas or thought experiments or imaginary things that have actual impact in real life. One of the examples I've used in a past show was your love of Garfield, uh, then, which is <laughs> a fictional character, then has you meet with somebody that also loves Garfield. You guys end up having a kid, you know, you get married, you have this whole experience and you connect it over something that is not, again, air quotes, real, but it's very real and its impact is real. 
And so maybe that's what all of this shit is. Maybe the only reason we have any kind of experience at all is because of what we resonate with, what validates our experience. This also, though, would explain the reason that there are so many contradictory points out here that both can be validated through anybody's either convincing of perception or your own observation of it. This flat earth rounder thing. I mean, all of this shit. <laughs> Whenever you start looking into it, you're it's like, just for Hang fun. On. I mean, we love it. I mean, whatever road you want to go down, it's it's you can find validation for whatever road that you go down. Absolutely. And, and, you know, truth has such a resonance quality to it. That's what's so important about these telepathic abilities. And it's how these higher dimensional beings communicate is that's why, again, meditation is so important because you start to recognize what these different energies, frequencies feel like. So truth to you, like people who are listening to this episode, if something in here has sparked this knowing, hold on to that feeling that is truth for you. And once you start recognizing what that feels like, you can calibrate to it and use that as your inner compass. But it just takes that inner work, not work. It takes that that inner stillness to really understand what different frequencies feel like. And that's really, again, what the Akashic Records are, is, is being able to being able to confirm different energies, if you will, because now I've got the fuck it thresholds going on full strong. <laughs> and then I'm able to sense, okay, this is what a Syrian star being feels like. This is what, or this is what someone who's struggling with self doubt feels like. Um, and also how we pick up on these things in our everyday interactions with people. And we have faulted ourselves for, for, for judging them, but we're actually just picking up on some of their thoughts or emotions. And then we interpret it as, Oh, I'm judging them for no, actually stop it. Bucket. You're actually picking up on information from that person, especially if it's out of, character for you, let's say. I mean, we're all jealous creatures. We're all like, you know, we all have our things that we struggle with. But but for the most part, if you're going on an even keel and you're driving down the road and everything's hunky dory and all of a sudden you get this this wash of 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 anger or irritation or frustration, ask yourself, is this mine? And then most likely, if you've been going along on a pretty even kill frequency, it's coming from somewhere around you and really believing that it's not yours and, and just understanding that your, your frequencies are picking up more and more and more and, um, and just being able to interpret what those frequencies are and are they mine or are they someone else's and really trusting that that resonance but how will you know what it feels like unless you're going inward and really feeling through what what those frequencies feel like i feel words fail me i the english language is i mean if you look and see what we've done to native american languages or native people languages and 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 what we've are you know humans have done to eradicate those languages you know how one word of some of those languages holds so much power and yet we we we, we struggle 
using English to really explain a lot of this, but but um, I, I think that's that that's definitely why. Yeah, it's very limiting. I know that I remember um, when I was in China, they said that you have to learn 3,000 words to be fluent in Chinese or in Mandarin rather, because Chinese is a culture, not a language. But uh, in English, you have to be 15,000, 15,000 words to be fluent. So it's weird that we, we have a lot of things that can communicate, but we don't really say anything. It's really odd. Uh, it now, is. To, to the point of like this whole awareness and awakening and things like that, I think that's what this awakening is. It's just your waking up. That It's a literal awakening. You're waking up. Before this, I think most of us can identify that we were kind of in an autopilot, right? You just go to work, you come home. I definitely was. Mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah. you know, was as much as, you know, I'd like to not think that, I definitely was. And now it's the complete opposite of that. It's like, hang on, okay. what were we doing this whole time? And it I is okay. It's People fine. need to hear that so that they know, you know, um, that we're, we're just like them, you know? Um, and I, I think that is coming full circle. What I think you and I are probably here to do is, for lack of a better word, to normalize this, like, like we're all on this journey together and it's going to look differently. There's no right or wrong way. Just because I have it this way does not make yours less than, or, you know, it just, it's all developing according to what, what you're ready for and what your path is taking you, you know, towards, um, yeah, it's in, you know, and I, I haven't spoken to our youth aspect in our, in our teens, just because I'm raising two teens. And, yeah, let's get into um, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, from, from a mother perspective or parent perspective, I really wanted to speak to our, our parents out there and, uh, you know, just like us, we're experiencing all of this. Uh, so are our children, right? And they don't know what's going on or what's happening. We have some really psychic and frequency aware children, but they don't know what any of this is. And I really, I love the parents and some of the groups that I'm in that are on this path and are able to really talk to their kids and in this keep saying the same thing, higher frequency way and talk about awakening and, and, and talk about these maybe supernatural things and talk about psychic gifts. Um, what a gift to be able to give to your, to your child, uh, to raise them, well, not raise them, but co (laughs) co, um, co-experience with them because they're, they're their own souls. They may be, you know, children, but but they're pure for a reason and they've chosen you to be their parents. And I think a lot of these kids that have chosen us in particular, these awakened parents, um, they chose us so that we could help them on, on this path. And so what I find myself in is um, I've, because I'm, I'm able to talk to my kids about all this. Um, I've had a lot of, interactions with 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 some teens not on, on a lot but you know more than your average yeah more than i have the wife and i don't have talking kids, about so this stuff but i actively I think it's avoid really teenagers. important i know they're they're struggling they're really struggling um i think entities are a huge problem just for a lot of folks but in particular our teenagers because they're just ripe for the plucking right now um they're coming online with all this stuff and they don't understand or they don't even know about any of it. And so um, I think these entities are really taking advantage of 
um, our our youth, our teenagers, young adults in particular. So I think the more we can come online as parents and help guide our children along this path as well. I think that's a huge part of our soul mission as awakened parents. I'm just speaking to the parents out there. I know, I know it's a struggle, but um, I think it is part of why we are here and those children have chosen us. So it's important work. It's important work. It is. And if you think about it, people like me and you, you know, um, we've been around the block a couple of times. So it took us longer, I think, to get to this point, you know, and we've always just kind of been prepping. The awakening happened for everybody at the same time, right? It's just kind of like we've been looking into it or experiencing different things, but it's like, and put that on the back burner, you'll need it later. But with kids uh, and these teenagers and everything that you're talking about, they haven't been on this planet to be beaten down as long as we have, but their indoctrination into domestication is at an accelerated rate these days. You know, all the different things they shoot them up with, uh, the exposure to um, media and social media, uh, their interactions with this stuff on a very intense level. So they grow up very quick, or they're domesticated rather, into what the lizard people want society. And I, of course, just use that as a ubiquitous term. I know. I know uh, you do. It, it, uh, it, it's one of these things to where... It's set up like that for them to be kind of imprisoned, a prison planet, whatever. That idea interests the hell out of me because it's terrifying. But then also it seems that um, they're waking up quicker as well. So they're indoctrinated faster, woken up quicker. So uh, is the transition, do you think, though, easier on them or harder on them? That's a really good question. I mean, of course, I'm not say, experiencing that. I have to say, I have to say it's, it's, it's probably maybe harder Um because, you know, the questions I've gotten from some of my children's friends is, you know, well, why? Why on earth would we come here and struggle like this? You know, these some of these kids have been through, like you're saying, but but even even more so. I mean, they they've been I mean, they're going through a global pandemic and they've had their entire lives disrupted for a whole year and they have mental health challenges, which I think mental health is a whole psyop, too. Um, and they're labeled all these different things and they have so many 3d pressures, but so many, so many, um, other spiritual, um, psychic attacks, those types of pressures that they don't even have the language for. They're, they're not communicating like we are about all of this. And so they're just like, well, why, why on earth would we come here and suffer like this? You know? And it's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard question for even, a, you know, when adults ask that to, to try to comprehend. Um, and I think that's why we're seeing, you know, the increase in suicide rates for our teenagers and our young adults, um, it's heavy. is yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be here. And so if being yeah. a teenager is heavy anyway, and so exactly. then when you factor in all the social media stuff, these ridiculous pressures, the cabal just I, I think what's going on right now with just the government, with the cabal, with everything, it's the death throes. It's the they know that they're that they're screwed and that they're losing. They're just trying to prolong the game as long as possible. I feel like that's what's happening. And the only thing that this other side is doing, if you view it as dark light, whatever, the other the only thing that this opposing side is doing is giving people more reason to wake up. They're giving people more examples of why they're full of shit. And it's very, very, very obvious at this point. I think that the cabal or whatever you want to call it, lizard people, government, whatever, the shitty thing that's kind of telling you what to do that goes contradictory to your intuition, whatever's running that system. To your truth. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even though truth is subjective, right? 
Um, but I don't think anybody really resonates with the being shitty to children and animals and stuff like that. Again, these could be just NPCs. Some people could be here resonating with that frequency just because that's the role that they're here to play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, yeah. I would like to think of it as more of an NPC, more of a Mr. Smith, more of a uh, artifact of the Matrix type of an idea because I don't want to think that people want to choose to be that way and that you would your preferred state would probably be love, unity, and all that good stuff and that the only reason that other shit is here is just to show you that you've got that as an option uh, and that's it. But, um, you know, with these kids, of course, at teenage years, we all go through that. We all go through the what the fuck is this? You know, what? why do things have to be this way? And again, this kind of is what makes me think of that this is just all part of the system, that it just started when you got here from your conscious <laughs> perspective. Because I didn't create this world like this consciously, if you want to go down that deep ass rabbit hole, but you were born into this place with these systems in place, with some hidden ideas, uh, with some treasures along the way. And again, to that idea that the more it seems like the more clarity you think that you get, it just leads you to a bunch more mysteries, which is the beautiful thing about this place. And you need that dark. You need that adversity to be a part of your story. It's part of it. Yeah. And for teenagers in particular, they don't understand why you would need that adversity. Um, but I but I but I think the main the main message I, I want parents who have children and then of course the children themselves is just like we need to really remember and awaken to how powerful we are how magical we are um so too our our kids they need to know how magical they are how powerful they are that no no entity no psyop no you know, programming is more powerful than they are. So, so they, they need their fuck it thresholds um, unveiled as, as well. And, and I think the earlier they can start on this path, the, the, I don't use the word easier, but the clearer, the more they're able to connect to this oneness consciousness frequency um, and, and, and to be able to benefit from it you know so um it it is really important right now our kids they're coming in a lot more psychic a lot more um empathic than i think we did i'm just taking a stab i have no idea i haven't done a survey but just my general sphere and awareness of the kids that i'm interacting with is they're coming in really awake but not knowing that they're awake if that makes any sense they're coming in really turned on with these abilities and these gifts and so i think they're being used if you will from the by the dark side because <laughs> there's these black bright lights shining in the dark sky and um again just teaching them about chakras about auras about energy about shoring up your auric field and how their words and their actions and their thoughts have such incredible power and also teach them the 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 manifestation game right like what a what a wonderful way to give them the 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 keys you know that golden key to everything like if they knew about manifestation early <laughs> what a wonderful thing uh, to be able to um gift gift to kids so i don't know there's something there as well i don't know if amy and i are going to work on something in that regard but there's definitely something percolating some seeds have been planted i feel like you know maybe hopefully again if it's just this episode 
you know, touching the heart and soul of a parent out there, or maybe a youth listening to this, um, then, then wonderful, you know, just to let kids know they're not alone. And uh, just like we're here, you know, messaging to everyone else, you're not alone, you're not crazy. <laughs> I'm this alien being having a human experience. And I, I know I'm not crazy. At least I don't think I am. If I am, then then you all are with me and it's a happy place. <laughs> now, if you are crazy, I'm right there with you. But we're the fun kind of crazy, right? Yeah, we the are. Like, kind of crazy. It's all good here, you know? Yeah. So. Um, but I mean, the only yeah. reason you're saying crazy is because it's in comparison to what society normalized and being normalized. You know, exactly. Well, well Which that is crazy, right? Like yes. us I mean, not believing in our own power and being sometimes burn at the stake and all kinds of horrible things. Um, no wonder we have so much fear around all this, you know? When, so, if you look into yeah. the model of what normal society is, I mean, that's that's a sick society. And so to your point, yeah, I j- I'll join you on the batshit element of the opposite of that. Absolutely. The old, the old uh, quote, you know, being well adjusted to a sick society is no measure of good health. So uh, I completely resonate with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Heather, you are outstanding. We will oh, definitely. Brandon, you know I feel the same way about you. You're, you're just, so sweet. you're just a wonderful light in that, in that dark sky too. We all are, you know. We, we really are. We're all shining a little bit brighter, I think, after, after every episode <laughs> or every whatever you're turning into, soul space, whatever it is. I think it just helps your light shine even brighter. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you're, you're for others so sweet. to tune into. Yeah. Oh, I just saw a. Um, Butterfly fly by. In your yeah. place or mine? Mine. Okay. It was just flying by. Mm-hmm. That's Very confirmation. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it. Then we will um, <laughs> cut this on that then. Heather, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Let's definitely uh, do this again soon. Absolutely. We have to talk about the sparkles next and uh, some other some other stuff, I think, there would are be so really many, cool to get into. <laughs> so many damn things we're going to talk about. The and orbs, the orbs. Yeah, they're everywhere right now. I'm like, oh, okay, there's another one. So I've seen some flashing around you a few times. Really? During this conversation. Yeah. I'm fascinated yes, by this because yes. I can't. I And we have talked about this. I don't yes. experience it, but I'm a fan of people that tell me that they experience it. I'm just like, awesome. You know, it's good. Yeah, vibes it's an orange. Around. It's an orange. Usually for you, it's orange. And even when I talk to you on the phone, I'll see these orange flashes. So it's your spirit guides. And if I get, you know, some concentrated time, I can dial in more for you and figure out there's the butterfly again, uh, figure out who well who they are you know what colors the butterfly um it's yellow okay just it keeps flying by how crazy would that have been if it was a monarch though to mimic the orange (laughs) so what's the significance of the color orange then have you found that out i'm not sure so that's the unveiling that keeps unfolding unveiling whatever for me is trying to figure out who and what they are so what i do know is they're not mine they're they're yours and differentiating what's again what's mine and what's yours and you know they're they're real brief um sometimes though i'll get the bright blue orbs and they'll stay a little bit longer and i think those are more of the um the higher dimension galactic uh alien guides possibly angelic um and they'll just stay a little bit longer but i think um yours yours are i'm i'm getting a a transition loved one when i'm thinking about it 
third person really tuning into it. Yeah. Third person. Yeah. I don't know if it's a galactic guide that's not really resonating right now. I keep thinking or keep resonating with um, a transition loved one for you. Just saying, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm here. And that's really what what they do. And, and that's what I think number sequences are too. Just reminders. They sort of are like radio frequencies, like, oh, 333. They're radio frequencies for you to briefly dial into and up to. Now, sometimes number sequencies will have direct relation to you personally, and you'll need to unwrap that for yourself. But I think it just is more confirmation that things are speeding up and it sort of directs your attention to tune in. Yeah, I heard Dolores Cannon talk to it like uh, it's dialing you into the frequency of manifestation. So it's dialing you into the, it shows you that you're on the frequency. It's just a visual confirmation that you're doing it right. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, and I'll get like 333 for sure, 888, 777, and then my birthday, 918. That one I see all the time. 918. Okay. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I get 555 a lot. I get 911. I get 711. Um, those are more personal numbers, but it's all day long, every day, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, 2, 22. It's all day, every day. Checked out of the store yesterday and I had one, well, I suppose how much I spent on groceries, $181.18, you know, just it's everywhere. It's all it the is time. Everywhere. And it's personal. It's for you. <laughs> so of course the numbers would, would resonate with you. That's what's so yeah. And uh, grocery prices are going up. That's, that's also what it reveals. <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, but it is. anyway, it's always a delight. Always a delight talking to you. No, this is wonderful. Right back at you, kiddo. This is great. Yeah. Your, your soul yeah. tribe, of course. And you know this, we are going to be doing some panels soon. I keep threatening to do that. So uh, we'll get a soul space panel going on here pretty soon. We'll get like me, you and Amy and a few other folks on and, and that'll Let's be fun. Heather Thomas, thank you so much. Yay, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. Appreciate you. An absolute delight and a breath of fresh air, Heather Thomas. Uh, She will be back, guys. We are going to be doing some more things in the future with her in particular and uh, all the Priestess Code group, uh, Amy Blair, everybody. You guys are all in this together, and it is just so wonderful to be able to get this soul tribe together and to communicate with each other on these kinds of ideas and for you guys, the listener, to uh, be a part of this as well. So this is not, by the way, exclusive to any of us. Anybody you've heard on the show, the link's in the bottom or for you guys to connect with these people. So please feel free in doing so. That's the reason I put them there. So uh, you guys go uh, reach out to Heather. She is an absolute delight. We will be doing this again soon. And I just wanted to thank her from the bottom of my heart for her time and her wisdom and experience and sharing that with us on the show. So down in the show notes as well, uh, you guys can check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all of the socials will be. There's a whole YouTube thing going on over there. So click on it from that. Uh, Patreon's over there, you know, Twitter and all that good stuff. You know how this works. So uh, go down and find that link below. Also, the music that you're hearing under this is by good buddy Vinny the Saint. His link is down there as well. Y'all go check that thing out. Okay, so go out into your week this week, this mysteriously amazing place where you are all just creating your reality and enjoying the experience that you've chosen, rather consciously or unconsciously. You're doing this all the time, so you might as well do it consciously and deliberately. As you're doing stuff deliberately, deliberately pick up a piece of litter from the ground. That would be nice. Uh, That would raise your vibe, as well as uh, getting out of the left-hand lane, buying somebody a coffee or a meal in line behind you or in front of you. Either way, it's not relegated to just behind you, just however you want to do it. Uh, 
the message of everything, guys. Go out into your world all the time, and you guys just be good to one another. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.